This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, just like Exhibit likes to pimp out his ride, we're pimping out some games. Hi, I'm Kurt. This is D. Wyatt. This is Kim. And we're going to be talking about, you know, just a little added bonus. You know, just like something, like you take a game, like, I don't know, I always think of like a fun game that I like, Lords of Waterdeep. You take some shiny bits, like some nice metal coins, or... You know, those awesome uh, meeples that they made for, like, all the characters in that game and stuff like that, you know. it's Is it necessary? Probably not. Is it fun? Hell yeah, it is. So we're going to be talking about, you know, whether or not <laughs> pipping out your game and getting, you know, kind of deluxifying your games is the way to go or not. Kim came up with this idea, and I thought... That was an uh, awesome way, an awesome way to kind of you know talk about something fun. So Kim, why did why was that? How did that just pop into your head? We were playing the mind, and he got the text from you. Be like, all right, so what's the next episode gonna be? So we we're trying to think about it, right? And I was looking in our game room, right, all a game dining room, and I was looking like all the stuff that we have in our cabinets, and I see that we have some. DC meeples, and I have Totoro meeples. And I was like, huh. I remember, I recently used those Totoro meeples in, um... Altiplano. Altiplano. <laughs> yes, I can remember it. All I remember is that llama thing. <laughs> so I was like, huh, okay. So the reason why I got those was so we can play it in Caverna, and I was thinking, hey, what about we talk about when we buy extra stuff for our board games? Yeah. You know, it's not necessary but it's something that we have. And people make it because I, I don't even know like how it first started, but all I can think about is if you have, say, like a console, right, and you get all these controllers, you know, you get like the different color controllers, controls that light up, but with those, it's like you're the only one that sees those, mm-hmm. you know? You're in your home, you're, you get that for you. Almost same thing with these components, but at the same time, I could see it where people get this stuff so that when they go to cons and everything, they'd yes. be like, yeah, you know, we're going to play Lord of Waterdeep. I brought my copy. Do you want to see my skulls that I got? And you got like that actually 3D, like, check out these metal coins and my broken and token insert coins. along with my fancy custom made skulls. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was, and I was like, hey, that's just something we can think about. Because you can buy it almost anywhere. There's tons of websites that you can go to. 
and it's just it's very easy to get your hands yeah. on. I, what I was really hoping that where that story was going is that you and Dan were both playing the mind, and then all of a sudden you both looked back at your cabinet, saw those meeples, looked back at each other, and then <laughs> said, "Upgrading components at the same time." That would have been right. amazing. <laughs> That but, would have been good. But the problem is you can't speak when you're playing the mind, so we that would have lost. True. That oh, is true. But yeah. it still would have been a badass story. Yeah. Or maybe you would have just, you would have done it telepathically, and then and then you would have came up with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, Kim didn't say any of that. You know, that's like, <laughs> it's all in my mind. It was just with her eyes that she really yeah. expressed right. all of that's it. That's right. Yeah. He looked at me wide-eyed. <laughs> nice. And then you jumped up in the air with your fist in the air, and you froze. We paused yeah, for a minute, right. yeah. <laughs> Some 80s song played in the background. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's like there's lots of different ways to kind of upgrade your game, you know. There's lots of different websites now that have things. There's different... Uh, spaces and places to go. There's even even at some uh, <clears throat> excuse me, at some uh, local game stores. They're even starting to sell this kind of stuff. So, you know, I'll I'll shoot this one over to Dan. You know, what what are your what are some of your like, you know, favorite spots that you know when you think of this kind of thing. You know, it's like, do you think of multiple things or do you think of like one website or one place in particular? I usually bounce around a bit, and like the reason is, I t- like I found out. Right, first of all, I mean, like even the idea of this is insane because people keep talking about how niche the board game market is. It's like, oh, you know, it's such a small hobby. It's such a small hobby, and it's like it can't be that small if there's people that only make things to use while you're using your other things, like. Upgraded components cannot be used in and of by themselves. You can only use them with said games or whatever. So I don't know how much of a niche market the board gaming thing still is. It might be a little bigger than we think it is for these companies to be able to stay in existence and like mm-hmm. be able to eat and stuff, you know? The prices on them are wild at times, though. Like when it comes to inserts and some of the components, like um, take, for example, the game Grand Austria Hotel, right? It's, it's a really cool game, and the concept is you're serving, like, cake, wine, coffee, and strudels. And they are represented by, like, black, red, white, and brown cubes. <laughs> Ew. So it's like, yeah, right? And it's like, we saw these, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, I like maple source. It's like wooden bits of those things, right? And it's like, yeah, this looks really cool. And if I want to get the complete kit, it's going to cost me, like, $48.00. And this game cost me $45, you know, and it's like, and then we saw another site that actually has 3D, like almost polymer bits, like almost along the lines of like uh, Stonemaier Games resource kits, where it's actually a slice of cake on a plate. And it is like a little Starbucks looking cup of coffee and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, these are ridiculous. And they were actually almost the same price as just the wooden meeple pieces, which was even more insane. I'm like, these the detail on them was like a hundredfold. Yeah. Well, so here, you know? well, so here's my question. Then I'll shoot it back to Kim. Boom, boom, man! I'm doing awesome with these questions. <laughs> so Kim, when it comes to like components and stuff like that, so you know, like what Dan said, it's like okay. So if you see something and you're just in love with it, like you're like okay. So say 
Um, I'm not saying this just because you're a girl. I'm just thinking because it it's the first thing that came into my head. Like, say you're playing. He's only <laughs> yeah, saying. I know. I know. Like, seriously, now I feel like I because I preface it. That's what it. But the first thing that came into my head was like a meeple cat. I don't know why, but that's why. I did. You know, and just say like meeple cat? a meeple cat. Yes. So say you're playing a game. Okay. She has a she has a meeple cat bus from Totoro. Awesome. There you go. So, see, mm-hmm. see, I, I knew I was on to something. So like. So say you've got these meeples and like you go like say like Gamecraft or something like that and they've got this mold of a cat that's just basically a yellow cat. Um, maybe it has a couple of stripes and it's very nondescript, you know. And you have to pay like, let's just say two bucks, just because I can't think of like how much it would be. And then say you go to another spot and they've got one that is still made out of like wood, but also is very detailed. It looks like, like say, because you guys have a cat, say it looks exactly like your cat. And you're like, holy crap, this cat is awesome. But this cat is $5. Is it something that, because of the detail and the polish of it, you think, wow, you know, maybe I can get a couple of... Uh, co- <laughs> maybe maybe okay, a lion so the dog attack? is very upset. I was gonna say the dog is very upset that you didn't mention a meeple about that him. That is true. Yeah, what's with <laughs> dogs? Come on, you gotta so, watch your dog. Yeah. Just let you know, I'm keeping that. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but you know, so is it something where you know price is price is something where it's in your mind, unless it's something that totally blows you away, or is it something where you you know you continue to think, okay. Obviously, you know, if I buy like five, ten of these, it's about it's about the size of a small game, medium game, large game because of the price. So, I would have to say, and it kind of goes for the same thing with the way I usually purchase items, is if I see something that's like almost badass, right, and I see like another version of it cheaper, I would try and beg and plead and cry to Dan for me getting the better one (laughs) because even though it's gonna be a bit more money to me it's the thing that i like you know it's it's the thing that you'll actually bring out and it's gonna get used it's not like you're gonna spend 40 bucks on this thing or like on a set or i'm gonna spend ten dollars on this cat as opposed to five dollars on the not so good one that it's gonna be in use as opposed to, ah, I got this cat, but eh, I think I'll just use the other meeples, and it'll just be sitting on top as a display, and that's kind of sad. Okay. So I would definitely, in my opinion, just go for the more expensive mm-hmm. one. But I would also want to be careful too, because like a lot of the times, uh, with me, I kind of go have like a preference. Like I like the acrylic stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, the acrylic stuff is a bit more expensive. So, um... And it's also, like, sometimes a little more limited. Like, not mm-hmm. every game has that. It's very... It's like, that's even a smaller subset. And I think yeah. it's because the wood is so much cheaper to, like, obs- yeah. you know, obtain. But I think even that would still be worth it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't settle for anything less. Get the thing that you want. But, also, watch out for sales they have, too. Especially during the holidays. You'd be surprised how many sales that they have. Tabletop day, a lot of places have like 10 and 15% off and stuff like that. Yeah. And things like that. For sure. What what about you, Dan? Do you agree with that statement? 
Yeah, like in a way. And um, so, so on a, on a quick side note, uh, I also want to make a quick apology to all our listeners as we're nearing like the twelve minute mark. If you hear a small sound in the background, uh, we have to have a little bit of cooling in here because apparently in New York right now it is murderously hot and muggy tonight. <laughs> so I apologize in advance for any background noises and also for the previous twelve minutes of background noises. Um, yeah. So one of the biggest problems that I got is. Um, I find like pimping your games kind of almost as like heroin where you're like, well, I'll just get these bits for this game. Oh, I might, well, I like this game. I might as well get the bits for that too. Oh, let me get these things. Cause you know, they're only $5 more. And then you're getting bits and components for games that you may only play once a year. And that can really add up. Like if based on what your gaming budget is, you might blow through your entire gaming budget, just getting bits for the things that you already have but you may not necessarily play. Mm. And that's like one of the most dangerous things in the world for me. Always um, second guess yourself. Yeah, because like <laughs> I, I have spent, I could have bought probably like two more copies of Lords of Waterdeep and the expansions because like I got the broken token insert and I got their meeples and I got the metal coins. Now, what I spent on all those upgrades, I mean, probably was only like maybe another $2 per play or dollar per play because I played that game so many times. But it's like if you blow 100 bucks upgrading one game and you do this every couple of weeks, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like it may be worth it. But like like one of the biggest um, like crimes, I would say, is the whole thing with like metal coins. You know, like, oh, uh, you got Clans of Caledonia? Well, they have the metal coins for Clans. You can get that for, like, 25 bucks. Oh, you got Yokohama? There's metal coins for that. They're 20 bucks. Oh, you got Orleans? You can get the metal coins. That's, like, 25 bucks. And that's, like, real money. Like, you can just use coins. (laughs) You know, like, you can use quarters and silver dollars, and it will be less than the currency in your game. But it's not Mm going to be the stylized Yokohama coins. It's not. (laughs) But it'll also be things that you can use to, like, buy real food and, like, heat your home, <laughs> you know? So and that's always cool. Keep it at a strict, like, you know, like, buy one one or two sets of coins and, like, mix and match. Because it is kind of fun, like, you know, if you're playing Yokohama and all of a sudden you're using the Scythe coins. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's like, if you can find, like, a universal set of coins, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, well, these coins don't look like the coins in the game. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or you could, yeah, like you said, you could, you know, you could just, excuse me, take something from one and use it in another. Like, the first thing I thought of is because I love how well done the um, coins from um, Charterstone are, that you could, you know, use those, you know? You know, unless, unless of course, it had, it was a game that you had to use ones, fives, tens, then you'd have to, you know... Think of a you know think of another option to get the fives and tens, but you know you know if it's something simple that you don't need a super a lot of coinage, that you know that's something you can do. It's kind of a almost like a game recycle. You know you can just use it for those other things. You just have to remember, which some people don't, to put them back in the original game, which sometimes does not happen. Jamie uh, actually had the coins available on his site because so many people were complimenting them, so he actually had just the coins for sale. My instant thought was citadels nice you know we play that we play that like once a month with like a local gaming group and i'm like those coins replacing the coins in citadels and sure enough the first time we use the the charter stone coins everyone's like these are amazing you know <laughs> so 
I actually I wanted to bring up a a thing because um like one of the biggest things is so I actually um one game I find myself playing a little more lately and enjoying a lot more is the Champions of Midgard game. And I I don't know about you, but I had such a problem with the cubes and I never seem to really have problems with colorblindness or whatever. And it's not just me. So many times we it's hard for us to tell the red and brown cubes. Mm-hmm. They're not vibrant, right? So I got like one of those like little Visa gift cards like uh, around the holidays. I found it in my wallet. And I was like, huh, I never use this thing. And I went to like Top Shelf Gamer and yeah. I ended up getting the meat yeah. and lumber bits for that game, right? Now, you know, they're a little bigger, they're a little bulkier, they look really cool. But in that game, you never, re- you never have like 20 food in front of you. Like that means you're just wasting turns. <laughs> and so... Listening to um, Cube Love recently, who uh, I love that podcast and they're super awesome, but do not expect to get a new episode at any schedule. They just put out an episode when they feel like it. And I love that rebel spirit. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> but uh, one of the hosts, when they were talking about Kamal, was saying that he finds for a boring. lot of his games, he does not want the fancy bits. He does not want the upgraded components. He likes the cubes and the discs. And the reason is. It's easier to stack, it's easier to count at a glance, and it's easier to like to maneuver. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like here's the thing, like some games I get it, right? Like I would have to say I'm sorry. I would have to say, like, with that I can see it yeah. because they have the meeples for Oleones. And for me, I like that stacking aspect where it's like, you know, you you put the cute like the circle in the circular picture. You know? Yeah, like you know, like, the, you put them like right in the yeah, spot. Yeah, because then if you, I don't know what it is with me, but it's like if you put the meeple in the circular spot, it's not the same. It, it's yeah, yeah, and it, it it feels like it's one of the one of the rare games that doesn't that you know. There's not a lot of yeah. disc flavored games like that. You did say disc flavored, right? I just <laughs> want to make sure that <laughs> okay, just mm-hmm. ju- sure, just confirm. Sure um, they taste they taste like. Great. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, the thing is, like, uh, in some games I can see that, you know? Like, take, for example, in, um, like, Lords of Waterdeep, for me, I got the meeples to give it that flavor of the game. Because everyone's like, oh, I get two orange and a white. It's like, you mean fighters and clerics, right? And they're like, yeah, whatever, give me the two orange and the white. So at least, like, <laughs> with the little meeples, people would be like, oh, give me two wizards. And I was like, oh, cool, people would call them by name. But I noticed when people would hand in for quests... They were like fumbling all over the place because they're like the thin little acrylic dudes, and they're like, "Wait, is this two or three? And like, with cubes, when you're handing in a quest, it's like eleven uh, characters. Sometimes that's easier, you know. But or they or do. people can just stop being butterfingers. <laughs> I mean, that works too. But I mean, they do also have a solution where they made a bigger acrylic meeple to signify that's five of them. Do you need seven? Oh, just take. One of those big guys. Yeah, but if you got to give four fighters, three rogues, two two wizards, and a cleric, the fiver guy. Well, the the fighting? other. <laughs> but that's also yeah. rare too because they don't have a super lot of them yeah. that are the, yeah. that way. Um, the other the other thing too, and this was one of his other points, and I want to get your opinions on this, is upgraded components will sometimes make things harder for people to like learn a game for the first time, because when you look at a card and it shows like. A purple cube, a white cube, and a red cube. 
and it's like um like oh the wine is actually purple cubes the white cubes are really cake that's the slices over here the blue things are actually blueberry pies those are those little pie meeple things over there like sometimes like you know that simple you know categorization gets a little complex for people you know like it's very easy to know that blue cubes go to blue cube pile there but like when you're handing somebody a little bottle of wine and a bird and like what the hell is this and you're like oh well green cubes are birds and you know it can like make it a little weird to learn the game like do you think do you think that could actually be like problematic for you or you know do you feel like you're not in the games that like where like you know the bits are that involving like do you think it's like a non-issue for you yeah i think that would have to be something that where i think for me personally even though you know i've been a board game you know one of these detailed board gamers whatever you want to call it uh for a while now i think i still would rather have the original set of stuff first like say they if they had both be like okay let's learn with this and then once I come to understand what that is, then I'll do it. Like with Lords of Waterdeep, with those upgraded meeples and stuff like that, like most of the time they're actually colored. So you would still know what color you need. So you'd be like, okay, I need five oranges or three blue or, or three yeah, blacks or whatever. Yeah, that was super smart like that, on your end. That would be, yeah, that would be easy. Where on these other things, if it's, you know, if, if there's no difference, uh, differential, different. I don't know what I'm trying to think, but if there's no, you know, if if it's so off skew that it confuses you, I mean, I could see how that would turn people off because, again, it's just like it's like when you read a rule book and they kind of talk about something and then they highlight something and they put it in a certain color and it has nothing to do with the game. And you're like, okay, does that color mean something? What am I missing here? You know, so then you kind of flip back and you're like, oh, crap. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah. Oh, no, nope, that has nothing to do with anything. It just highlighted it to make sure that you yeah. knew or it. Or sometimes so. in the very beginning, it's like everything in yellow font is only for playing the advanced version of the game. And you're like, oh, God. Like, why couldn't just every box say advanced game only, please? <laughs> it's like, don't do this to me. <laughs> you're a 26-page rule book. Don't do this. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, what about for you, Kim? Like, you know, have you ever had problems in anything like the games? Like, the first time playing? Because, you know, like, with, like, things that don't line up to the game or a little abstract, like, the components can make it even worse? The dog clearly the has. Dog. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't like it at all. It mm-hmm. confuses him. And, I mean, he's colorblind already, so, like, these games are just that much harder for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how about for you? I would have to say that right Elias um it's it's weird and I'm not like you know saying that I am really good at learning games because I'm not but normally that wouldn't really bother me as much because I can just associate it with it so say for example if we were playing with um like the cakes and stuff from like uh what was the name of the game? Grand Austria Hotel. Grand Austria Hotel. Ah, see, I'm not good with names. I would have to say that I would still, if I see a white cube, I would assume it would be the cake. The cake's white. Or if they say, you know, uh, like take like the strudel, like the strudel, like you, if you go to this spot, you get the strudel. Or if you go to this spot, you get the brown cube, which is the coffee, and then it's like a coffee thing. I don't think I would have a problem with it. 
even like learning it. But I can see it where if you're playing it with somebody, like if you're playing the game with somebody for the very first time, right? Like both of you guys are playing and you're at a con and somebody sees it and it's like, oh man, what's that game? You know, it's like, oh, it's Grand Austria. I was like, that looks awesome. I was like, yeah, 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 we should play it sometime. And like they open the box and they go to play and it's like, where are those bits? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the reason I got this game for these bits. And like, I could see where those those bits kind of like bring the players in too. Because it's like, ooh, this looks pretty. I want to play it. A lot of the times, that's how we gauge games on how it looks. If something looks bad, you're not as inclined to play it. True, but the thing that I always worry about is the idea of if the game has it and it's on the table and you see it, that can like allure you. If everything is upgraded stuff, mm. can you imagine your disappointment? Like you, you're at a con, you're seeing somebody play something, you know, it has like amazing bits, amazing resources. You're like, oh my God, what game is this? You know, they're like, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's Caverna and, you know, and you see all the super awesome pieces and you're like, oh my God, you run over, you give the 90 bucks for Caverna, you bring it home, you open the box and you're like, wait a minute, how come like the pigs are black? How come they're not pink pigs? And how come the cows don't have all the spots? And wait, wait a minute, like how come he had so many more rubies and his rubies were bigger? How come my things don't have that? And you find out it's because he got all these extra bits online and didn't mention that to you. And you're like, now I got to spend another $50 to make it cool. <laughs> so public service announcement if you have a game and you're at a con and you have this awesome layout of the pimped out bits no matter if they even played the game before if someone's like oh cool that's awesome just let them know where you got it from just make people aware that this is possible to obtain and it's not going to be in the base game because we almost had that problem not that it's pimping the, the game but we had that problem when we were playing agricola and our friends had these like what was like the volcano tiles or something like that oh amerigo amerigo sorry he had the uh, yeah extra pieces he had extra pieces and we went and we got the game and they weren't there and he didn't tell us that oh yeah, yeah they're kickstarter exclusive you have to get them on kickstarter so, public service announcement. If you get anything, Kickstarter, if you get, if you pimp out your games, get these cool me meeples that just you get like a, on a black market or something, let players know that this does not come with the game. And public service announcement. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you ended the ellipses with that. That was great. So, let's talk about more about like kind of like a do-it-yourself thing because there's there's places out there that are always available you know and it feels like you know and even i suppose even if you're going on like etsy or something like that you're kind of you're almost kind of buying from a do-it-yourself but like have there been some things that you were like say you go like to a store or you go to like say you go to like michael's or you go to like Walmart and you see something and you're like oh my god that would be great in this oh my god that would be great in this is there times where you've been like bingo this is what I'm gonna do and you've done it well I mean I think everybody knows that uh, plano boxers are every board gamer's best friend you know that's that's like a default option for the do-it-yourself but like doing like even like foam court inserts for yourself is pretty easy yeah they may not like and I mean 
there's nothing that drives me more nuts when somebody's like, oh yeah, I decided to make my first phone core insert, and like they're showing pictures, and it has like sliding parts, and color-coded, and it's perfectly cut, and I'm just like, <laughs> just go away, go away, you know, I'm gonna block you, I don't, like, you know, this is not your first try, it's like, you know, unless you're a surgeon, <laughs> it's like, there's no way you made these cuts <laughs> on your first go. It's like, I guess I'm just a natural. Oh, check out. Yeah, I also do a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of sculpting on the side. It's like the Venus de Milo. <laughs> it's like, I hate everything about you. You're too perfect. But, yeah, like, I mean, you can always do, like, you know, phone core insert, you know, like the, like, uh, simple insert, stuff like that. Um, one thing is this, like, and I think it does fall into, like, the line of pimping game is there's a few different insert companies, too. There's, like, Daedalus Productions. There's the Broken Token. There's, um... Also, like, uh, Meeple, um, Meeple Realty, you know? And the whole thing is, like, a lot of these inserts are, you know, sometimes they're pricey. Like, if you look at Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven is, you know, it's an expensive game. It's $140 MSRP now. And if you want to get an insert for it, they're anywhere from, like, 70 to $100, right? Now, I mean, granted, that box is the size of a Volkswagen, so, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that they're going to put with it. That is a big investment. But if Gloomhaven is your Friday night game with your group and you've been playing that for months and months and months, you know, that can work. You know, like, that might be the thing that you want to get. And it could be worth the money to make that easy setup. Like, if it cuts down your setup time by, like, 50% and your breakdown time by 50%, you will be getting back dozens of hours of your life you know so that's not too bad we have some inserts for multiple games like we got for feast for odin uh i really enjoy that game and that game is a goddamn nightmare to put away if you don't have an insert you know i think like some of those things are like really good um the broken token i know they're doing like they have a the ultimate scythe box on the horizon and I don't know if you ever saw their Ultimate Pandemic box, but it's amazing because it holds everything. You know, like uh, all the, th- I think the basic Pandemic had three expansions, and it all goes yeah. in this like giant biohazard box, and it's great. And a buddy of mine who loves Pandemic more than anything, you know, like that's, that's his jazz. Like, you know, he got that insert, he has all his Pandemics in there, so when he breaks it out, he has this awesome looking display and everything is super organized and super easy to break, you know, set up, find and get playing. Those are pretty great. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I have Kim to help me put them together because I am <laughs> like, it's kind of like watching a gorilla trying to put these things together. It's really sad when I do it. But thankfully, she can do it with her like little nimble hands. Have, like, have you ever used any of the insert stuff? Have you ever looked into any of those? I'm trying to think of saying this in a way that will not sound bad. Uh, you think anyone so that buys inserts are idiots I and you? Bu- <laughs> <laughs> no, the way no, you said it though. No. I what I'm saying is that I bought. Well, let's just say I will not say the company. I'll just say I bought an insert for my DC deck building game, and it doesn't. It didn't quite work correctly. Let's just say that. Um, I even tried to fortify the box just to make sure because sometimes the boxes can get you know loosened after time, but the insert itself with the spots for the cards like the the walls or whatever you want to call them the inserts to keep everything separated would not stay in the little slots that you have it was just it was too wide uh 
So, like, the walls of the inserts would just keep falling down. And so I've been very hesitant to try another place or even the same spot just because, you know, I don't want it to turn out like that, if it makes sense. Kurt, I, I know you've been hurt, and I know you've been burned. But I think you're ready <laughs> to get back on that horse and try again, buddy. You just, you just got to put yourself out there, and you just got to find the insert for you. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, something for, you know, a game that, you know, I upgrade, you know, or that that I have more than one, you know, like more expansions for and stuff like that. So it, it will be something that I'll have to try again probably in the future. But to tell you the truth, you know, talking about like, you know, some of these inserts and stuff like that, for me, I, I don't think I have a game that I actually need anything for right now. And that's, it's weird to say, but for me, I'm, I don't have a problem with anything, you know, with any of my games, really. I was going to say, for you also, it's more like, you know, because you actually play a big variety of things. Like, you don't have the every Friday night we're going to play game Y, right? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing for inserts. Like, I, when people get an insert for a game that they played, like, twice, I'm like, oh, my God, that's nuts. You yeah, know, it's like exactly. for a game that's like, you know, like monthly or like the X, you know, like the, oh, like every Thursday night we meet up and play like those. It's great for those, but otherwise big pass. Yeah, exactly. So like for like the DIY stuff, like even though like technically, you know, it's not something that we made exactly. But like uh, me and Tracy were just at the Dollar Tree not too long ago and we found some little little plastic containers that almost look like little pill bottles. Yes, but but are but are clear, and we use them for a couple of games because we're like, oh my gosh, it's like the perfect size to put it into a medium sized game. Get all your little bits in there, like you know, like you know, something like if it was like water deep, putting all your meeples or your cubes in there or whatever. It was just it was perfect for that kind of thing. It's stacked in there nicely. We didn't have to like separate anything. We just kind of put those little bottles in a corner, and it kept everything separated and nice and neat here's the ultimate pro tip for uh for board gaming like in-game container storage uh do you happen to have any michaels in uh in your neighborhood at all sure do okay whenever they have like those 40 and 50 percent off coupons in their wedding section they have these like little metal tins that have a clear window on top and it's basically meant to put like little party favors in and such it's 30 of them for 20 bucks, so you get 30 of them for $10 with that coupon. They are amazing for board games. Like for Lords of Waterdeep, you can put in all of a player's meeples and their building control icons and their 100-point token in that little plastic thing, close it up, bam. And then whenever you're playing, like, here, pick your color, and you just throw the tins out, and it's that easy. Also for, like, resource bits for a ton of games. Like uh, one time they had a, like, 40% off your order uh, like no matter how much you got, not just one item. And I bought like five things of those because <laughs> we use them for so many games like Yokohama, uh, Lords of War, deep tons of them. It's just, it's a very nifty thing to have for a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes sense again, if it's, if it's a game that you constantly play, it's going to get a lot of wear and tear. And a lot of these are like a good protection for that kind of thing. So you're not, every time you bring it out, it's like, okay, 
I put this side I put this game on its side and obviously nothing will be in the right spot. So maybe if we have a couple of these things that are, you know, kind of helping buffer that, then we don't have to every time we pick up we bring out that box, we have to try to pick out where everything is because it's all over the dang place. So so I got a weird question for you guys. Would you define pimping out a game as Anytime you buy something that's not included in the box, or would you say it's more involving than that? I would have to... I would say it's anything that you don't get in the box. Even if it doesn't go for the game. Like, the meeples I got that I want to play with Converter. They're not Converter meeples. They have nothing to do with Converter meeples. They're, they're little puffy animals and cat buses. <laughs> it's, it still represents my player pieces, so... Yeah, I mean, pimping out your your game is kind of like anything you add that didn't originally come with the game. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of agree with that too because obviously, if it's if you're buying something or using something for another game, you obviously have a big love for it, so it's something that you're trying to deluxify the version you already have. So under that definition, would you say that sleeves count as pimping out your game? They're not yeah, in the that, box when you buy them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say so because that's another thing where like, I only have sleeves for one thing, and here we go. We'll talk about it again. DC deck building. That's the only thing I have for sleeves, and I'm not. I, I will prefer also preface it that I'm not the I'm not the hugest fan of sleeves because I am one of those people that I like to. Sh- I'm pretty a pretty good shuffler and you know pass passing out with cards. I'm pretty good at that. Sleeves really do not help that. Because <laughs> usually I'm like, okay, here we go. Brr, oh, wait, it's all over the place because they're so slippery, you know? It's like it's like watching a cat trying to grab a ball sometimes. It's just like, oh, oh wait, I got, oh, wait, I got, wait, 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 I, I, wait, wait, wait. You know, it's like sometimes it could be more of a problem than a solution. So Kurt doesn't play games with uh, sleeves. That's why I love this man because he just lives life recklessly. There you go. <laughs> He's like, he's yeah. like, you know what? Let's just up the stakes. He puts like a bottle of soda on the table. He's like, come on, let's play, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, if you think about it, like, obviously, you know, I don't know. I I've always been my my thing has always been like, if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have something, use it. You know, like I I can also understand like if like your example, if soda gets on something, of course I'm gonna be upset about it, but like. Also, I'm not going to use rubber gloves when I'm playing a game. You're like, oh, oh, God forbid I get a smudge on my, you know, on my metal coin. You know, it's like, it's not how that works. I just thought of something. I think I'm going to do that at the next game night. And I'm just going to be like, why well, sleeve the game when I can just sleeve my hands? Dice. Oh. <laughs> nice. Just play them with like those everybody out. Yeah, with those like Playtex dishwashing gloves and just dropping everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then just go really slow, like. Oh, here we go. Put it here. Yep, there we go. You know, it's like trying to move my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. So now for the stuff that like you do like and everything, like have you like have you picked up some upgraded bits? Have you looked into like uh, like additional components and everything for stuff or? Well, the the only thing that I've ever used and I've actually used this for other things is you you actually sent. Me a very long time. One of the uh, Stonemeyer component boxes, and I forget which one it is. It's the one with like wood and stone and gems. Yep, I can't the very what first that one. One's called. 
Yep. And uh, we've used that in quite a few games. And you know what? I have... Uh, what else have we done? Wait a minute. We did something else. Last... When we were at Gen Con last year, we grabbed some upgraded components for Waterdeep 2. What did we end up getting? What did we end, did we end up getting meeples? I think we might end up might, might have getting meeples for Waterdeep. Yep. And so those are the only two things that I've ever I've ever done so far. Like those it's funny when uh, Kim talked about those DC meeples. I totally forgot about those because I was like, man, I have I have so many superhero games that I'm like, I would love to have those meeples just to be like, haha, here's Martian Manhunter or whatever, you know? Like, even if it, I'm playing DC deck building game and I use the card, I'll be like, I'm going to put him right on top of that card because that would be fun, you know? Well, here's a pro tip. Uh, buy them off eBay if you want to get them because the problem was they were sold as blind packs, so it was like Magic the Gathering. I was like, oh, yeah. man, I hope I get a Mr. Free. No, I just went on eBay, <laughs> 7 bucks, got the guys I wanted, called it a day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand if, like, you know, like, we, we haven't talked about dice messages in a while. Like, with those, like, you can still use those as, like, for the game, even if you get more than one. But with these, with these meeples, it's like, okay, I don't want... 15 harley quinns i just want the ones that i want you know and they did and they sold some of the packs together like oh here here's you know suicide squad or ghostbusters or something like that but like yeah i wish they would have done done that more where you could get more packs but they ended up canceling the uh the league of villains and that was the only one i wanted (laughs) of course so it's like i had i i went out and i had to get mr freeze because he is the greatest guy ever let's face it um (laughs) So, like, but do you ever, like, look around, like, on, like, Meeple Source and, like, Top Shelf Gamer and things like that? Like, do you ever, like, check out some of the stuff on there? You know, you know I have from time to time, but I have... It's weird because, you know, talking about the whole price thing, you know, sometimes, you know, I look at that and go, you know, I'd rather just buy a game, you know? So it that part's tough. Again, I think it, I think it has to do more with, like, is this a game I'm going to get to the table often? Because otherwise, if I'm not, then it's going to be a bunch of upgraded components that sit on a shelf with the game that I do not play. Yeah, it's like, the one thing I do like is, um, Stillmeyer did put out, ultimately, three additional uh, resource kits. And they were really good because they were, like, very generalized items that you can use for a multitude of games. So things like that always tend to work out pretty well. Like, I do like the flexibility in those. Yeah, definitely. Now, one thing is, because uh, I know we've been going on for this a little while, um, you know, the topic about, like, immersion, like, with these bits and everything, right? So uh, I put out some feelers on Facebook to get, like, some opinions on this. And, it co- like, you know, very few people were saying, like, um, like uh, Marina Freeman was like, oh, you know, I think it's nice until you impede the ease of play. And then they're no longer, like, positive upgrades and everything. And then pretty much everyone else is like, it increases immersion for me. It ups the theme. Um, you know, it's like, oh, if, it, if it's a game that I got for $65, another $20 is really no big deal. Um, you know, like, a few people were noting, like, they wouldn't want to add metal coins to every game. And I get that because, you know, that's ridiculous. Also, if your house ever caught fire, it would look just look like, you know, they'd be like, what? Did you have a sword collection or something? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I was a big sword collector because you don't want to admit that you had $33,000 in uh, in-game currencies. I do love this. <laughs> this is uh, from a guy, uh, Tyson. 
Um, it depends on the game. It's like the better the game, the more it'll be played, and then you know the more thematic immersion is, the more likely I want to upgrade. If you're gonna be staring at all this crap for like four hours, why not make it nice crap? Yay. That was <laughs> nice. Yeah, like when it comes to immersion in games with those bits, it's like it's kind of funny. Like, um, if a company makes really nice bits in their game, like Kickstarter exclusives or whatever, people are all wild for them. And then, like, when you have to buy them separately, it's sometimes less. When people are like, oh, I don't want to have to buy that extra stuff. It's like, yeah, but if you backed it on Kickstarter, you would have. And you said you wish you backed it on Kickstarter. So it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's apparently not, I guess. Like, but, um, and, and, like, even I am, you know, I realize that I did this because when I backed the Dinosaur Island expansion, I was like, yeah, give me all the stuff that you had in the first Kickstarter for $30 more. And the reason I did it is because our brother in arms page was like, yeah, man, it's totally worth the money. And then like three days after uh, the Kickstarter ended, I'm like, why did I give them another $30 just for coins and stupid crap? <laughs> and then I'm like, dinosaur meeples. I did it because there's a ton of dinosaur meeples. I'm a fool, you know, but and it, like, but it's true. Like when people are like, oh, when I make a pterodactyl, I want a pterodactyl meeple. And when I make a T-Rex, I want a T-Rex meeple. I get it. It's weird. And I'm like, I wish I didn't have to pay $30 to make that happen, but I get it, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you can go to the Dollar Tree and just get those little plastic ones that you used to play with when you were a kid. That's what we got so as like, our first party marker. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yep. We picked Except up a for giant that... derpy T-Rex, and he's great. Nice. And until that one that one, that one, one friend of yours is a big jerk and is like, I'm a big T-Rex, brah, and then... You know, smashes everything on the board and you want to murder him <laughs> or her. Tell me which friend of mine that is because I don't want them to play dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you it's someone will play with you the first time, but you won't know who it is, but I will. Yeah. I, I, I was expecting you to do a McMahon like, it was me, Austin. It was me <laughs> yeah. all along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I whispered in, it in this person's ear and they did what I was told or what they were told. So They're the Kurt Carrion candidate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so ultimately, I guess it both uh, for each of our personalities, you would say that you're more of like a gaming purist, like you like to keep the game as it is, no frills, just what they what they gave you is what it was meant to be. Yep, yep. Again, unless it's something I really you know uh, bring to the table every single day, then you know I kind of steer steer a little clear. Nice, Kim. What Kim? What do you say you fall into? I would have to say that I am into the... It's that much? Alright, I'll just get it this one time. And then I'll wait a couple months, and then I'll pimp out a new game. I'll wait a couple months, then pimp out a new game. And I would say is, for me, it's very dangerous when I really like a game. Because I'm like, let's just make this the best of everything. So I guess my goal is for me to just not like any games and then I don't have to worry about buying any upgrade kits. Mm-hmm. I should be fine. should hypnotize you to hate games. <laughs> there you go. And that'll make for great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you agree or disagree, let us know. Um, at MFGCast on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're the MFGCast on Facebook. Dan, you... All, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, decided to use your 
on-air personality to create a new Twitter handle. <laughs> that is correct. If you want to reach me direct, I am now dwyatt underscore mfgcast. Nice, nice. And if you want to reach me, I don't think you can because my Twitter is hidden. Yeah. It's the Easter Kim's egg. like, my Twitter is kim at aol.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a yellow egg and I've been ever since I got on it. There you go. <laughs> like they used to. So yeah, let us know out there if you like to pimp out your games or not. So until next time, I'm Kurt. Oh, I'm going to intercept this closing because the other thing I would like, Kurt, is if people have awesome upgrades that they want to share, throw oh, a picture away on Facebook or on Twitter because uh, I am always on the lookout for things that look amazing, especially if you happen to make them yourself out of the polymer clays. I am always impressed with people's talent. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Post them on our Facebook and on Twitter and hashtag it, pimp your game. And if you, if you don't know how to make it, just try it. Just, just mm-hmm. see if you can make like a nice like log or a piece of cake strudel. <laughs> oh, those are really cool snakes. It's corn. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will not judge you a lot. Dan will judge you, but no one yeah. else will. <laughs> so in closing, this is D. Wyatt. This is just Kim. <laughs> and I already said my name because Dan already screwed it up. And this was the MMG cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.